you, Bits and Frats. Hobbits. You're not my favorite. Stupid fat. Why are you calling me? What? Who the fuck is this? Somebody got Oh, shit. I literally wasn't getting up. About to call the cops. We can't hear y'all so loud. You're waking our kids. You're oh, disturbing the neighborhood. Please, can y'all please keep it down? Yeah, we knock on this door all the time. Like, please respect the neighborhood. Okay. We're really going to call the cops. Me and my name. We can't take you. We can't even sleep. Podcast, the first episode, the pilot episode. I am Ehas, and we got three other bastards in the building. We are in Ant Man Studios right now, and I tried to start off real smooth, but one of the bastards fucked everything up. So, uh, yeah. Who was that? So, yeah, like I said, I'm Ehas, and um, yeah, that's it. We have uh, me. My name is Reject Reef, a.k.a. Uh, Tro Patrick Harris. I hope you'll introduce yourself to girls like that. I do. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, what's up? This Elijah Davis. I'm the smooth one of the bunch and the good looking one. What's going on, y'all? You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your boy Spratt. Trying to outdo my sexy voice. That's all Sprat said. Is this your boy Sprat? So yeah, um, this is the first episode. So y'all bear with us. We feeling our way around this podcast shit, but we have a lot to say. So it's not going to take a long time for us to get right into it. Um, I need my fat man napkin. I don't have it, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have it eventually. I'll explain what a fat man napkin is later. But um yeah, we are like I said, we're in Ant Man Studios and um this is the very first, very first episode. We're here to educate, evoke emotion, enlighten, and offend. Mostly from me. I offend people a lot. And bear with me, I have a cold, so if it sounds like I'm coughing a wheezing, I'm i I'm probably dying. And I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, nigga. <laughs> I just give a disclaimer, like I'm probably dying. African AIDS. So um Wow. Come on, bro. It's not that. He's still trying to do a sexy voice. What's today? Oh, the twenty third. So we want to give a big shout out to uh the man. The man himself. Jesus. Ant Man. Nah. Jesus, he alright, but Ant Man. It's his uh it's his birthday today, so give a big shout out to Ant Man. Let's give him a round of applause in the studio. He on that victory lap. I got a mic in my hand. I can't clap. Tell him how old you is. He on that victory lap. 
29 years old. <laughs> Say it again. I'm 29 years old. Ooh, man. I'm 29 years old. Turn up, turn up. I'm 29 years old. It's bad. your birthday. Black nigga. Somebody gonna break out and sing the Stevie Wonder song and shit because we're black. Yeah. Nah, we're we're black people that. always go to the Stevie Wonder joint. They can't just keep it Caucasian. It's, very, it's such a cliche when they do it. Huh? It's such a cliche when black people go to Stevie Wonder version. Like, it does. And you know, my family does it all the time. My family, first of all. Sing Stevie? First of all, my family is. They're, they're, I love them. No. They're, they are embarrassing, but you know what? I stand by them. Because they support the shit out of everything that I do, and vice versa. But and they're the life of the party. I mean, I had a show last week. Oh, at our artist show, Underground Arts, and it was uh, um, it was nuts, man. It was like so many people in there or whatever that came to support me. But I was getting text messages from from my friends, from the artists, from everybody saying, "Yo." Why is your family all outside drinking 40s and smoking oh my God. and dancing in the parking lot? I'm confused. I'm trying not to go out there because I don't even want nobody to see them with me. But no, I'm kidding. I was out there with them too. But it was just crazy. So, but you know, that's that's a black family for you. Fried chicken, 40s, partying in the parking lot and shit. You know, at least that's my family. Reese Reese family is is Canadian. And um, no, Reef family, borderline African, Canadian, what does and African. That mean, <laughs> what the family that? dog? Just my dad, though. Yo, I I'm... say, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> think Reef's dad. Funny. Yo, Reef's dad is not even like. He's not a Reef, real person. Reef's like dad, a, a spy. Reef's dad. I don't know who he is. I don't trust him. I love him, but I don't trust him. Yo, it's weird it? because I don't know his name. I know his name. I know his name. I know his it's name like as well. Mehmet Okor. No. It's not. It's not Mehmet Okor. That's Yo, a basketball he used to play player. Basketball, bro. It's, it's not his. Like his his name is Maakaru Man Matu. Nah, it's but <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's Ma Matu. It's Ma. You you got to put two syllables. You putting. You trying to put one syllable. See, this nigga <laughs> like, trying to it put. It sound like Bobby Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his dad is. Can we just talk about the fact real quick that my pop comes to me? Oh, this is a quick story about my pop. I'm in a Cliff Notes version about how random my pop is. He goes to me, Yo, son. Oh my God. It's a video on me on the YouTube. On the YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh snap, what is it of? He's like, yeah, man, I walked into the celebration and uh, I walked up to the front of the congregation and he was like, yeah, you bought the lift? He's like, yeah, I'm on lift. You going to start with 100? No, I'm going to start at 120. He's like, so I put the waist belt, waist belt around my, my waist. <laughs> <laughs> and I strapped my 120 to my nuts, son. <laughs> Yo, Swung them the things. Books. I'm like, where? He's like, yeah, man. Swung 120 with my nuts. He got so, a book for that shit, though. Yeah. So you telling me he reads books about how to lift weights with his nuts? Yeah, the seen actual the art is called Iron Crotch Qigong. Yeah, it's in his living room. I'm, I'm actually looking at it. As soon as I put an Iron Crow, did you want to say Crotch Qigong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to explain he to you guys what Iron Crotch Qigong is. Please do. It's, it's, it's called Iron Crotch or Male Deer Exercise. <laughs> <laughs> 
what's supposed to like strengthen? Like? So, iron crotch is the most talked about ancient Chinese practice. Not like a RZA movie. It, it unleashes your untapped potential and allows you to achieve your peak performance. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an ancient practice that has been <laughs> passed on from generation to generation in secret. It's yes, secret. it but better it's a be. Book. It's a book, though. It's a book. Because niggas don't read. That's why it's a secret. Uh, we we going to get to no, motherfuckers who don't read. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's... Uh, and this is actually, I'm looking at a website from, from Grandmaster 2. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Grandmaster 2. <laughs> Yo, that's your pop dog? What's your pop dog? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think my pop a Grandmaster yet. Grandmaster, he's not a Grandmaster yet. Yeah. You telling me this nigga trying to be a Grandmaster? He going to teach niggas how to use these pipes. his goal is to get at the 200 right now. With his nuts? With his nuts. Who says, sir, listen, I want to learn how to carry 200 pounds on my nuts. He actually wants to. She wants to get all of us involved in it. Nah. nah. See, this is why nah. your father has so many names because he's a freak. Rashid Vincent. Ah. <laughs> he started off at Vincent. Did I tell you my? Y'all know my? Uh, his dad. No, fuck you. His dad's name is Vincent. When he escaped the womb, he was first, Vincent. First of all, why'd you say no? Fuck you. <laughs> he tried to. He tried to segue away from the fact that his dad. It's like his dad is a black Pokemon. It's like Vincent's evolving. Rashid. <laughs> Then he got to the third level to use like the fucking Black Panther stone on him. He was like, my eye. <laughs> Let me my tell you eye. another thing. I have a couple of things about my pop. <laughs> he, uh, he, um, <laughs> he was supposed to play for the Sixers. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's one. Knees, These are all true stories. He lost all his cartilage in his knee. He lost all the cartilage in his knee. So his, his knees is bone on bone. Yeah. He's one of the original black uh, Muslims, and he was on an episode of uh, of uh, American Gangster on BT. <laughs> oh. this, this is true. He seen somebody die by getting run over by a steamroller the day the Sixers won the championship. <laughs> no, what about no the Jamaicans he tried beat to bomb eight Jamaicans. <laughs> Then they stopped in the middle of the fight and made a phone call on a payphone to get and bombs. Said, then they called more Jamaicans. Yeah, they, they called, called more Jamaicans. They said, we gotta get. They said we we can't contain this motherfucker. And the thing, the only thing that vouched about this him being of eight Jamaicans is that I was right by his side. <laughs> so wait, they so you witnessed all of this? I was he like a nine-year-old Sharif. Yeah, it was at the corner of like Morton and what like. Washington Lane, and they just tried to rob my pop. And he found a payphone to call for and help. He beat they ass, like on some Bruce Lee shit. How about the time? So Reef, we living on Haynes and Morton. Reef had a problem where there were squirrels in the ceiling. Oh no, they were raccoons. They, mm. they were rac- They were fucking raccoons. Okay, so his pop is on the step. He goes, Reef, go inside and get my gun. He's like, Oh hell yeah! Like no, the super soaker. <laughs> Reef Pop is on the corner in front of mass drug dealers with a super soaker All pumping and dealers. squeezing the water into the ceiling trying to flush the raccoons out for like 30 minutes. Yo, I'm like the only nigga from Haines Street that has like no street credibility. <laughs> like everybody's just like a hardcore gangster and it's just like me. Oh, that's the nigga who Pop is African and fucking shoots 
Raccoons with Super Soakers and Blast WWF The Music Volume 4. Yo, yeah, he damn sure did. He used to blast D-Lo Brown's theme song through the hood. He thought that was going to get him his G-Pass? Yeah, because it was rap. He got his G-Pass when he beat up all them Jamaicans. Yeah, he beat yeah. up half of Kingston. Show shout out to Kingston. Um, Shout out to all the Jamaicans. Shout, shout out to Hain Street. Man. Speaking of Hain Street, you remember Puggy? Yeah, what He about died. Oh, well, I, I fucked him. No, up. Sorry. Yeah, that's kind of shout out to the shout out to the side conversation. Nobody knows who Puggy is. Yeah, rest in peace, my man. Puggy. Rest in peace, to Puggy. What about? <clears throat> probably dead too. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stop this before we get death threats. Yeah, yeah please. Because I feel like this was gonna go yeah, totally going, left field. These niggas can't hold me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they probably can. <laughs> yeah, they can. <laughs> I don't live on Wayne Street no more, so eat a dick. They gonna find you, dog. And yeah, your I'm grandma still, still living around there too. Cause oh you, yeah, you, you's a you's a dumbass. He's a dumbass. He gonna talk all that shit. And his grandma still live on the same she house. Gonna tell her you fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> too late now, dog. Her old ass can't take it. Bubby, man, she in trouble. Shout out to Bubby. Shout out to Bubby. But um, yeah. I was looking at. You know, I don't know why I was looking at World Star Hip Hop. I was about to say I he was looking at uh, hashtag Ebony on yo, Instagram. No, not, let's not promote that. Let's, okay. let's not. It's going to be gone by the time this airs. I'm no, it's not there. because they're going to put up Ebony two, Ebony yeah. three, Ebony hashtag Ebony four. They're going to go all the way to over nine thousand. So we're not even going to talk 9, about that shit. But too too late because we kind of already did talk about it. So. Yeah. It is what it is, but um, no, nah, I was saying that I was looking at uh, oh, t- time out, time out, time out. What's some socks, bro? What you talking about, dog? Let me see them socks, man. Why are you talking about socks on a podcast, bro? Let me see them socks. Oh my god, where's Waldo? Them Jones wavy. Thank oh, you, man. That's kind of flames. Them Jones tough, yeah. Not he not. Thank you, man. You the only boy that don't think my socks are my socks. What? what socks? <laughs> they, they DMX boots you got on. Right? <laughs> 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 it's it's dark tell us, tell us hot I'm boots. about to say, Tell got Tim's on with no socks. <laughs> no, they, they are socks. I, I'm about to say, what are you thinking, Mr. Marcus, are, yo? No, Tell think he's from Brooklyn. I'm <laughs> not. I would have had ball shorts on with my Trying boots. Trying to stop people out and give them buck fifties? You think you're part of Onyx. <laughs> I was blasting back the fuck up last week. Too. See, yo, but, um, sticky fingers, my nigga. But no, I was saying that I was um looking at World Star Hip Hop earlier, and it's so weird because I never get on that website. And it was the only reason I got on that website is because there was an, an actual video that I actually was interested in watching, and I was looking. Um, and I just found out that Waka Flocka Flame is running for president. <clears throat> He go hard in the motherfucking Um, (laughs) Now, the question is, how serious do we actually think Waka is in Uh, regards to... To running for president, I don't think he's serious. serious at all. I don't think he's you don't think serious. he's serious? No, I think he doesn't need the age requirement. First of all, I think he's not serious yeah, until that shit takes off. I don't. I think he's serious, but he doesn't think he's gonna actually go yeah, anywhere. And I like, think that shit's gonna take off, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> he can't run anyway. He's not old enough. <laughs> he's not thirty six, or is it thirty seven? Thirty seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely not. But that's the crazy thing because a lot of these rappers and a lot of these rappers in the game be that old. But they pretend that they 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 come on at like twenty something. And the thing is, a lot of these rappers too, is the fact that you don't really get on in this game until you like, what like thirty two, thirty three, for real, for real. I'm gonna say so. Yeah, Lil Bow Wow was like thirty one when he got in. What? No. 
Bow Wow OG in this game. Yo, shout out. Yo, I, yo that's wild. Bow Wow's a veteran. Bow Wow's been in like, what, 20 plus? So, all right, so if you had. Bow Wow's been in the game for over 20 years. <clears throat> if you had a rapper ridiculous. running for president, who would you back? Bun B. Nigga. <laughs> oh, that's. A, I know good. everybody over thirty probably say Scarface though, because he's like Jesus to them. Bun B. Scarface, come on, man. Niggas you know, know old love Scarface. They love Scarface, but Scarface is cool. But I wouldn't want him as my president. I can't see Scarface in Congress. I can see Bun B in Congress. No, I don't see Bun B in Congress. It's between J and LL. Yeah. I've never want to see LL in any kind of. But the white folks love him. That doesn't mean it. <laughs> you know, you know what? White folks hate Obama, button. and he's still there. So yeah, he's, he's, I can see Jay Z or Ludacris. He, but like he went to walk a flock away. He ain't gonna go that far. And then he won. Oh no, no. Who Luda, the president? Yeah. You know what? Luda's I don't want Jay Z as our president. You know why? Because Jay Z couldn't even be the president of Def Jam and make that work. Yeah, so how about he had him being the president of the United well, States of America? That's, that's not gonna work. Nice knowing your career. No, it's not that he's a great artist. But to be honest, I mean, let's be real here. Like, I mean, yeah, I might get blackballed for this, but at the same time, Jay is Jay's a great. I feel like he's a. I think he's growing into a great leader. I can't even say that he isn't a great leader. But let's be real. Let's look at the facts here. Like Jay Z was not a great Def Jam president. He had like what a month. He he ruined. He almost ruined the Def Jam. And and I think that's because he tried to jump into a spot before he was ready for it. Well, he it. took over Def Jam right before they got sold, so half that shit wasn't his fault. It wasn't, but that that also goes into like how presidents go into a term for four years and then they blame them for something that wasn't their fault. Yeah. At the end of the day, they also look at the decisions you make while you're there. And Jay Z can't stay out of the spotlight. Jay Z tried to jump into a president president's uh <laughs> position when he was still promoting the black album yeah, and he was trying to do kingdom come but yet he's still trying to be he a president his own he, he's but doing he too much Rihanna, though. he did what he had Rihanna. yeah he did he absolutely did but let's talk about rockefeller i feel like what I'm, happened to rockefeller no no i'm not talking about beans because beans is shout out to beans shout out to beans, <laughs> shout out to beans. <laughs> but beans, well, that, beans his, his you are beans huh his downfall is his own fault who beans yeah yeah, well, you know what? Hmm. Yeah, yo, yes. some some niggas have a downfall that's their fault, and yeah, some like niggas go out of their way to build the down, like X. Yeah. And it's like, yo, X had no assistance in fucking his career. He's like, yo, I can do this myself. I promise you I can fuck up my career. <laughs> I, I will do Watch me, nigga. Yo, DMX actually just got locked up for robbery. Jesus um, Christ. About, about maybe yeah. two weeks ago. He just really? got locked up. Yeah, he just yeah. got locked up Having for robbery. Having a jersey? But I didn't, when I seen his oh, mugshot yeah, again, yeah. I just scrolled past it. Because I just said, okay, it's X again getting locked up. Cool. Yeah, he's been yeah, locked up so like many times. It's like X needed to get locked up again before he comes out again. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. You know, DMX is like, just that guy. And it's sad because I, I, I love X, man, but I just hate to see what shit is doing to him, man. For the, one of the hardest rappers of all time, he got a really bitch-ass resume for going to jail. Who, DMX? Traffic tickets and speeding. Well, that's the shit he got court for. It's like Lindsay Lohan is Justin just dry snitched on DMX. Nigga, if you shit he didn't get caught for, I mean that's just a whole other story. If you watch behind the music, you like he drops this for himself. It's past the like what? What's the statute of limitations? They can't do nothing to me anyway now. Let's see, you know what I mean? But we don't know about it. X don't really know about the law like that because if he did, he wouldn't have got locked up so many times. X don't know about himself like that. This snitch on himself, he don't know what's going on. X couldn't even make it to the block on time. Yeah, yo. Let's, Tom, let's X talk about really, that. X still don't know what he's trying to give it to you. X. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo. 
But let's talk about He's damage. He's still trying to figure out if it's dark or if hell is just hot. Oh, <laughs> he has no idea. That's 98 and he hasn't found out. Or he hasn't found out who the flesh of his blood is. He always like, flesh of my... God damn, what the fuck happened after that? Really, and then there was what? <laughs> he really prays for his, his competency on He on pray, his, He on prays his for prayer. He, he gets on the album like, Dear Lord, I just prayed it. I don't get locked up again. <laughs> he, yo, he don't even know what year it is. He's so I just want to know. Dog. You know, when he first was doing that prayer, everybody was like, yo, that's really beautiful. He's a gangster and he's a Christian and he has so many emotions. Then you find out he was a fucking crackhead. And that's just what crackheads do. He just do, he cry on stage and yo, he sweat. Cra- crackhead? All right. I don't cry on stage, but I do sweat. <laughs> no, that's why I said I'm not a crackhead. But, but yo, I just realized crackheads do pray a lot. They they yeah. pray a Yo, lot. Crackheads love God. They they need to love something other than okay. Well, come on. <laughs> Yo, but crackheads do love God though. Yeah. Because every if you notice every crackhead, they always talking to you about God, or every drug addict, they always well look God. God then did a lot for me. Because and I just like no, that's the crack that did a lot for you. Yeah. You just. You just praying that the crack don't do a lot for you. Well, every I mean, crackhead I know is either trying to cut grass or fix your car. Yo, I think crackheads should run the world. No. They can do what anything. Kind of, what kind of comment was that? Because $20, they can do any. Yo, they. It, but that doesn't mean you should run the world. world. That means you should just employ it'd more crackheads. It'll be a better place. And all that shit they do for twenty dollars don't last. The economy will boost. Listen, like so you telling me? So you're telling me that DMX should be president? That's the rapper that you're no, saying. No, he shouldn't be president, but he should be like a foot soldier, the be, master of coin, mm-hmm. the master of coin. He exactly. should be sergeant in arms, so, like something like that. So, like, so what you're saying? Crackheads should run the world, right? So basically, you're like, saying, listen, listen, listen. You're saying DMX should be Littlefinger. Reef, what what personal skills do you have? Like, what talents is God giving you in this world? It's long. Look, you see. <laughs> He's got no talent. Reef has no talent. Damn. I promise you. Listen, I promise you. If we, if we gave Reef crack, he'd be able to paint your house, fix your ceiling, fix your car, and cut the grass for twenty dollars in ten minutes. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's fucking amazing. Imagine if, if the if the country had five million people. I must say, have five. Well, million then why don't you hire a Mexican for the same price? Because then you gotta pay them eventually more than twenty, because they just come over here with their families and they just meet that, meet that. But a crackhead, they don't care about their family. All you gotta do is give them a dub. Yo, if you said, "Yo, I need my house," to, they won't have no U-Haul. They will tie string to a bicycle and take your house from North Philly to Cobb's Creek for twenty fucking. No. That's the gas money. That is gas, bro. So, so you tell. So basically, what you're doing is. You're endorsing crack right now. No, I'm endorsing crack heads. But that means you're endorsing crack. No, you're endorsing the people already using crack. But people, white folks think Reagan was amazing, and he endorsed crack heads. Reagan so, was horrible. He, Reagan, Reagan, okay. I don't want to say he endorsed crack heads, because he didn't he go up and say he, he was the president of the fucking company. You got to endorse it. I can't say that on the mic. I said yeah, you it just did. <laughs> you just did. You said it. So, all right, yo, Ty, take the mic. I ain't going to say yo, Ty, take the mic. Here. Yo, Ty yo, Gunn is here also. Shout out to Ty Gunn. Ty also wanted to ask. He, he, also, he also brought up a good question. He said, what about Common being our president? Um, Common I, can't be a president He hasn't lost his face. He injured one, himself in just right. <laughs> one because <laughs> one because I still don't forgive him for that ass verse and get him high. Yo, my God, oh, nobody will ever forgive him. 
like I feel the like, remote. I feel like I feel like control. we should impeach Common, and he's not even president. We should impeach him from even thinking about being, I think being Common, president. I think Common thought like, "Oh, this new nigga Kanye, ain't nobody gonna buy this album. They gonna hear this." Real rappers is hard to find, like, like a, a remote. remote. And then you see the Control. way the beat dropped. The way the beat dropped, it was just like everybody, look how corny this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped the fucking beat. It dropped the beat that showed us how corny Common verse was. The other was like, "Real rappers, just like in the way he said it." It was the last <laughs> verse too, wasn't it? No, and no. Yeah, it was the last the verse. The shit on, on Common. And he tried to really, he said it with so much conviction. Like, he thought that that shit was so dope. He like said, real rappers is hard to find. Like a remote. Control. Stuck inside of. Stuck inside of what, Common? Some what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Common, listen. Can we talk about, like... Who, Common. <laughs> I mean, not Colin because that was a really he has an Oscar, so he's the shit. But he has an not Oscar. For that shit he but, didn't. Yeah, not for if you make I a song like, for Martin Luther King, you're getting an Oscar. Your, your Common's not on void because Three Six Mafia has an Oscar. Yeah, and then yeah, Common, that's true. But but you know what? <laughs> that Common, is hundred. But Common so was at the right time at the right place. Pardon me. What did you say? So does Eminem. So does Eminem have an Oscar? Okay, I thought you were saying that like, like in a negative in a negative light. Yeah. We was about to fight in this oh, joint. Man. I'm involved. It's time out. Let's talk. That's what made it funny because Justin is a man that lives by the law because he pays too many taxes. Justin pays too many taxes and he does too many people's taxes. Damn right. He he is a man with two point five children. I do not have kids. And he has a wife. Don't have a wife at all. And he also has a Labrador. Don't have any of these. He also and he has these things as. As a result of a package that comes with his job. <laughs> you know how your job gives you an insurance package? The job gave Justin a wife, and the requirements were that he cannot make love to his wife because he always has to finish his reports. Oh, my God. Um, he has to never make the recitals for his daughter, and he can never make the baseball practices for his son. I don't have And what was his son's name? His son's name was like Solomon. So, with double standards, you think that... It like goes throughout all society in general. Yeah, it's double standards between genders, between ages, between races, between rappers that are signed to labels and rappers that aren't signed to labels that have events and that do things. This nigga right here. But um, yeah. But wait, what? What are you what talking about? about when it comes to music, the double standards. Um, I might need another drink for that, so I'll be right back. You Quite guys up. continue to talk. I got you. Another, a double standard between music that's always kind of grinded my gears is people come down on like hip hop if you even sample a older song from another musician but people in other genres remake the same exact song with the same exact lyrics and they're paying homage. They call it a cover. They call it a cover. That is a double standard in my eyes. I could be wrong. Nah, I feel you on that one. But Come Together by the Beatles has been done like 35 fucking times yeah. already. And it's always viewed as paying homage. But if you... But if hip-hop does it, it's not. Somebody is doing it in hip-hop, you're degrading that person's work. You're disrespecting them. 
and it's not seen as real art. And, you know, along with that though, like when that's when people it's a double stance when they attack hip hop lyrics. Like hip hop lyrics, they will say some violent stuff right once in a blue moon. Yeah, but that's but country, only... country music says some of the most violent shit on earth. So it's rock and roll, yeah. and they don't get attacked at all. Like, I don't know about country as much. I know heavy metal be saying heavy some crazy metal. shit. Country says some crazy oh, yeah. shit too. Let me, let me interject. Heavy metal says some crazy stuff. I love Disturbed and all. We but, got uh, <laughs> we got our homie Wayne in here too. Wayne. Oh Wayne! Shout out to Wayne. Wayne is actually here. He's the most overachieving motherfucker I know. Go ahead, talk to him, bro. Okay, about this double standard stuff. I know people personally that will say they hate. Hip hop and Me rap, too. but as soon as a rock band will cover a song like Manny Fresh's song, they <laughs> they love it, yo. Out of they all, love, out of all songs, he's, he's like they cover like, a know, Manny Fresh cover song. It Manny <laughs> no, it wasn't real big. It was one of his other jobs. Yo, real big's my shit though. But that's my shit too. Still fly, I play so. that when I drop. Anyways, um, so that double standard is crazy. How do you hate hip hop? But I mean, as soon as it's covered by a rock band, you you're in love with the sound. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna you're you're in love with the lyrics and shit. I'm, I'm not gonna be racist to it. I just think people hate it because hip hop's the youngest form of music there is. I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I believe it has absolutely nothing to do with age. It has absolutely everything to do with the culture and the race of the artists that portray or that participate in the music. I feel like, um, for instance, uh, perfect example, Top Forty, Top Forty. Music, what hurts me the most about what top forty music does to to my to my genre to my art form is what they do is they'll take a hip hop song they've taken I like the way you move by outcast they've taken the whole thing who's who's on the hook sleepy brown sleepy brown they had shout out to sleepy brown, but they had they took I like the way you move. Deleted all of Big Boy's verses in between it and just did the hook and went straight to the bridge. They took what's I forget what did song. The same it is. thing for Love the Way You Lie with Rihanna and Eminem cut and they him take and Eminem just had it like and, and Rihanna has her own version to the song, but they played the Eminem version like, and gonna, it cut him out of. If you're gonna do that, just play the Skylar Gray version. And, 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 and that's what and that's they what always bothers did me. Coming home with Diddy, yeah. and that's what bothers me. They did that with Nicki Minaj, and and, and the fat and they the sad it. thing they is, super bass with Minaj? super bass, they'll let her play the hooks, but they won't let her rap yeah. and the build up or the bridge. But and they never play the lyrics, the actual rap lyrics. It's something about rap that bothers the shit out of people. Like well, just I, the fact, even if they're not saying anything offensive. Um, cause I've been on shows. It's just a cadence. It's like I think it's like a very right. intimidating cadence to like. I don't want to say like to to suburbia to white suburbia. Yeah. Hey, I can't predominantly say it's a, white suburbia. I can't say it's not a cadence because rock and roll has a harder cadence than hip hop does. Nope. You know why? It, it technically it does. That's what I'm saying. Technical wise, but like hip hop is like such a powerful like movement and message and culture like. Hip hop has hip hop has such an aggression to it, yeah. and it and what it represents it's really digs deep. It's symbolic, right? But I know rock and roll doesn't have that same background. Rock and roll is a stolen genre, also. White thing because a lot of songs that are hits that happen to have hip hop artists on there, 
in uh when they play them in other countries, they make an alternate version without the rapper. It's the same way within like films. Not to bring it to a race thing, but no, bring it into a race thing because that's a lot of times. Well, well, to make it into a race thing, you'll have movies that either one get renamed in other countries, or two, if they have a predominant <coughs> black presence in there, they will get completely taken out or make an alternate movie poster with the person in the background. Yeah. Oh, if it's well, a black think, movie overseas, it won't sell at all. I think film goes both ways, though. Hey, and it true. depends on the... Because I, I had this talk at work, and I said that a lot of... Which job? Matt? Which <laughs> <laughs> job, Matt? Shout out to Matt. worked in my favor. Shout out to Matt. That was, a, that, was a, that was a cheap plug by him. He didn't even notice that he even made a plug. Um... Yeah, shout what, out a black to man can't get a starring role. <laughs> what, what, now, a black man can't own a briefcase. Well, nowadays we're winning out here. Hold on, we got. And we got Ant Man. Shout out to Ant Man. Ant Man engineer. Birthday boy, about birthday to get ready. Birthday. About to get ready. To talk to y'all real quick. But what you gotta say, bro? But Haas touched on um, white suburbia and music being molded radio on radio sometimes or in media to appeal to white suburbia but it's the sad truth because one thing i've noticed with recording music or just studying music or just being a music fan period on all on all forms and all media is that you have to be able music is kind of dumbed down which i'm sure everybody realizes now whether whether you want to admit it or not, whether you're ignorant towards it or whatever, music has been dumbed down. But at the same time, and I tell people who record here all the time, I was like, you want to make it big, you want to get on the radio, you have to be, I mean, not, the hard thing right now is to keep your dignity, but also sell commercially. Yeah. Until you, I mean, you could do whatever you want once you get a big enough name, you got enough projects and et cetera, et cetera. But I've been telling people straight up, like, you want to sell? You want to have some kind of hit? You got to make a song that a teenage white girl will buy. No matter who you are. I don't care if you black, white, Indian, whatever you, and you're making music. If a teenage white girl will buy your song or your album, you're, you're commercially doing it right. Well, of course, because they, the, they buy the music. They buy the music. And they buy the success. Sadly the enough, and I hate to just say it, but... Black people don't buy music. No, not all. Not all. I'm not speaking for everybody. Yeah, but, but uh, on the scale, enough of us don't buy music. Which enough is, of us which do not buy music. Honestly, and I'm not even going to act like I'm high and mighty neither. Mm. I can I say this on here? Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you I, say, I stream everything. I don't even buy a whole lot of music, but at the same time, I've, I started to. I think I've in the last year I've actually bought physical copies of things like Kendrick and Meek, and I've, I bought them. My thing because I want to support. I buy music. I won't buy physical copies because the like stores are dying. But I buy digital copies. Like yeah, I mean, digital, and that's cool because it still counts. It yeah. Well, hold on. I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you the mic back. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give <laughs> yeah, Elijah the yeah, mic back so he can make. He can make his point. But I just want to put that out there because he brought up white suburbia. I mean, and I was like, all right, that's do you, very true because. So if you could sell to a teenage white girl, then we'll you're doing it right. Yeah. You're doing it right. And it's hard to make your point and keep your dignity sometimes. People don't know how to balance it. I think if people knew how to balance it, you can make an enjoyable, worldly song. 
or a fun song, but while also still being yourself, then you're doing it right. Try to make, I've been telling, I told Ty, who just left, try to make turn up substance. And with that is make a song that's fun to listen to, but you actually getting your message across. True, but like not every artist has to go that route. It's like some actually go through the grind, like a tech nine, for example. No radio has picked. Yeah, no radio hits, period, but he's uh, he's moving out here. I, I ain't even touch on the, the independent yeah. labels and nothing like that. What's well, hard? Like, if you want a hit, though, I get what you're saying. Like, if you that's want that hit. Said, that's why I said commercially. Yeah, if you want a commercial hit, I, I get what you're saying, because that's how artists like. <clears throat> now I will stream stuff. Oh, only because yeah. <laughs> a lot of the substance and quality I just don't think is worth buying, in my opinion. It's just not. And I, I know disrespect to the artists, they make what people want to hear, I guess, to a degree, but. I know if Young Thug has one song that I just like to bob my head to in the car, I'm not going to spend fifteen dollars to support a genre of rap that I don't agree with because that's just not me personally. If other people do, I'm not going to be that close-minded and say, "Well, you should buy real hip hop." That's not how I am. But I know with Kendrick, I bought Good Kid, Mad City because I like Kendrick and I wanted to hear more from Kendrick. And I know for Kendrick to do that, people need to buy his album. So I bought Good Kid, Mad City. Um, <clears throat> I streamed J. Cole's last album but I'm going to plan on buying it once I actually get into a record store because it's J. Cole but a lot of the stuff that I hear I don't buy because it's just I simply don't see it as worth buying for me so so this is what's scary about what you said I agree and I disagree what's scary about what you just said is back in the day and, and we're going to talk like back when we was when we was young boys and we was and we all know the, the feeling of purchasing a product experience. and and opening the wrapper, opening up the case. And that first of all, that that cold, it's like it's like chili. The CD is like chili, chili. and it's like the booklet. You open the booklet, you're reading the booklet, looking at right. the pictures, reading the production, production credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you used to look at, look at the read the thank you, see what other rappers they thanked. I used to always look at Listen, shit like that. That's a part of the experience. Right. I, still, I, now, still, I still love that. And now, and now what's scary, what's scary about what you said was how you said, now I agree with the fact that, yo, honestly, that trust is gone in terms of an artist. And that's the problem. The trust is gone in terms of that an artist can create more than one good song. Yeah. Um, people the, don't the trust. Even, people don't even invest in the the art. You invest in a song. Oh, an intro. You're 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 afraid. Your intro, it used to be back in back like the early two thousands, late nineties. Your intro and your track two. Oh my god! The MX always told but the whole but album. but at the same time, at the same time, yeah, that's true. But like before. Think about what we have now. We literally get to cheat. Before, we had so much faith in our artists. We we heard whatever we heard on the radio and whatever we would continue to hear because we would use cassette tapes to dub and and, and fucking record the radio. When they play the song, you sit there and wait. And hit the record as soon exactly. as the radio, as soon as the song comes on the radio, and that and you created fucking your mixtape or your cassettes. You used to record the radio, like we're going into this new song, and then the song would come on and shit. And that's how you used to listen to music. And then all we needed was the single, because all we heard was the single. Same. Maybe back when we had AOL, when we used to have a fucking dial-up modem and shit. But now we got the internet. Before we, we used now. to we used to listen to one. Maybe two or three songs from the project, but one. Now we stream an entire album 
three, four, five, six, seven times, and then we think about, buying are out. we going to buy the project? Before, we used to be like, a lot and of projects think about buying it. Those are strange. And, and yeah. projects used to be cheaper. I mean, projects were more expensive. It, it'd be like, it'd be like, projects would be on some shit where it'd be like, it would be, it, it would be fucking $18 for a project. Now, projects are nine ninety nine at Best Buy. They're trying to just push them out to you. Yeah. And we still won't pay the $10. We still won't pay the $15. We used to go and pay $18.99 for, for an album. And we don't know, know what's on the album. It has 17 other tracks that we never heard before. And those tracks but we were excited to hear them. Now we're like, fuck that. I'm not paying $18. Not when I can go online and listen to it. Or, or, or I'm going to stream it yeah, then it buy too it. many projects out the there that make me excited out. to even buy them. It's probably but, about a handful of artists that I'll say like, yo, if they're dropping the project, I'm probably going to stop what I'm doing to actually get it. But like that, said, that trust is just... That's, that's <clears> the issue though. The trust. Because Young Thug's album, I'm going to be real with you. Young Thug's album is not as bad as everybody it's thinks. Young Thug's album is not bad. And that's scary because we don't believe in the artists enough. And not saying that we should just go believe in well, fucking Young yeah, Thug. Because I can't that stand Young Thug. That was something that he did to himself. Yeah, he did that to himself. Right. And, and, that's why, and that's why I said I'm not just saying go believe in Young Thug because I can't stand Young Thug because of that. But what I'm saying is the, the, it's just the point of... We the the purpose of why we purchase an album now is different from how we used to. We used to purchase albums because we love the music, and that was the way to get the music. Now we purchase the album for the sake of the music industry. We purchased the album because we listened to it and we liked it, so we want to give the artist revenue. Right. Back then, it was a lot more to love too, though. Yeah. I, mean, a lot I don't. More to I don't love. agree with that. I, I, do. I don't know. I, I don't think agree. there was a lot more to love. I, I mean, totally I, disagree I, with that. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that one genre is better, but I know me personally, I had a lot more, in the 90s, there was a lot more rappers that I looked at and said, yo, I want to hear this, I want to hear that. Now, it's, and it's not even, I'm not even like a 40-year-old dude sit here saying that these rappers are out of trash, I would never say that, I still show more respect, but I know that back when I was in the 90s, even as a kid, I'll still go back. And a lot of them weren't as lyrically good as people make them out to be. They were no, garbage. They, they were really, really absolutely not. But I do know that there was a lot more out there. Mainstream. Underground is still, you know. But mainstream, it was a lot more things going. Because there was a lot more money probably involved, too. So they had a lot more people Way out more there money. at the time. But I kind of so you. Like, artists now, I f feel some of them more because I can relate to them because we're around the same age. So some shit they're going through, I went through. So it's like easy to relate to. But you know, what? I mean, I really don't go on the age thing. I, I relate. To, I relate to uh, Stevie Wonder, and he's way older than me. So I don't even get into an age thing. I mean, shit. Everybody relates to Michael Jackson. What the hell is he talking about half the time? You know what I mean? Prince is one of my favorite artists. Prince if you can find where we, you know, but I just, I, I just vibe <laughs> the good music at times. I ain't gotta relate. My thing is. I shouldn't have to feel your struggle or your story to just say that you make good music, you know? No, but sometimes you need that just yeah, to get an extra I, feel. I, like, I, I do agree with you, Spratt. Right, you like, don't need it all the time, but some, sometimes you need the extra feel, that, like, that all you, right, I, I can relate to this. Or say you're going through something and then the artist has to put out a project that relates to like what you're going through. You're going to feel that project way more. And, and, and for and a perfect example of that is the reason why artists becomes, create classic albums is because of the hunger. People resonate with hunger. People resonate when we're when we're hustling or we out here doing our regular job. I don't want to hear a rapper come on. A lot of the problem is a lot of these rappers they come on they come in the game and they already talk like they on top. 
there's no kind of hunger. There's no kind of story. That was that's what separated J. Cole. J. Cole then sold millions of copies. Still and J. Cole wants haircut. to be broke forever. And he yeah. still don't have a haircut. <laughs> hey, so old Sally made money. J. Cole, J. Cole wants to be broke forever. We like, nigga, you not broke no more. You keep paying back Sally Mae. Shut up, nigga. You can pay back Sally Mae if you want to. But my point of that is saying we respect J. Cole because J. Cole... He's not he present it. he represents the hunger, so it's like we feel that. But at the same time, we was feeling juvenile. We was feeling okay. Cash Money Records and No Limit Records when they came out, and they all they were was about money, and their music quality wasn't even that great in terms of in terms of recording quality because you can hear background noise, yeah. you can hear all the people talking in the background and shit. You can hear all of this yeah, kind of shit. It was fun to listen to though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. fun Absolutely. to listen to. Absolutely, those songs were honest like, to, like to I said, themselves. You know, is you, you know as far as relating, I mean, I guess, it, but I like I said, it's a lot of artists I listen to that personally, it's not even me relating to. It's just it catches my ear. It, right. it can be so much as the beat sound side, and I listen to the beat, and you know I won't get into a whole. Well, it's not lyrical. Sometimes you just want that music to be fun. If you had you a long day at school, yeah, if you had a long day at school, you don't want to go home and listen to some more. You just want to go home unwind. I listen to fucking Charday. It could be just a, a a beat with tropical rainforest in the background. Yeah. Shardy's a goat, first of all. Yeah, I love Shardy. Like I was having a combo with, I was having a combo. A lot of it too. A lot of it too is when you're a kid, you don't have any money. You don't go out and buy your own stuff. Maybe some of y'all did. I listen to whatever my mom listened to. So like I was telling Wayne earlier, one of my favorite singers of all time is Seal. Because that's what played in my house twenty four seven. It takes me back to that time. So and to your point, to your point about that. I'm the same way because my parents... Yeah, WF Music Volume 4, bro. You know. <laughs> my parents didn't play rap in my yeah, house. My, they yeah, played yeah. straight up funk music, straight up oldies, Motown. The only rap we really played was either The Message... Oh my God! Everybody played the fucking mess. Or God, we're not even <laughs> talk about the mess. You were back to the mess. No, seriously, it was three, three, th- three pieces of hip hop I had when I was a kid before I could actually buy music. It was the message. It was Nelly's Nellyville album. I remember. Yeah, his dad did have Nellyville, and it was because he liked Will the beat Smith's to Millennium hot album. You know what the you know what I'm all Will Smith albums millennium, millennium. It was and then Nellyville. What happened to Country Grammar, bro? It was no. I, it, it, in his defense, it was his dad's choice because Hot in Here he liked the beat. Exactly. That was the only all reason. Right. That right. was the, it, was still, it wasn't. It wasn't Reese's choice. And, and back to and, and to my fucking point, the fact that we just talked about his fucking pop about thirty minutes ago <laughs> and how he fucking puts hundred pounds of weights on his nuts and the fact that he has twenty names. That's Yo. why he picked. Nellyville. Nellyville over country Yo, grammar. His Shout out to his pop though, because I love him. I, 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 I love I love his rap. Honestly, I didn't really get into hip hop until about sixth grade when I, you know, started hearing it in school or when I would go over Elijah's house. Mm, That's the no. only two sources I had. I, me personally, I've always been hip hop in the my first favorite rapper was MC Hammer. So oh, shit. but my first album that You had the pants? No. Mm-hmm. He had the pants. I'm from the North. Never had the pants. He had the pants. But the nigga. first album I ever had, hip hop artist, Masterpiece 1997 Ice Cream Man album. Wow. And you know what? My very my very first hip hop song that I actually listened to and was captivated by was Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> Crossroads. Why? 
and, cro- and Crossroads was really just the cadence in their voice. It was, it, it, but but like I said before, um, back then I was trying to get to a point, and I got kind of away from it, and I didn't want to get away from it. But I was trying to get to a point of saying, back then I loved these. I loved the music back then, and we used to purchase the music because it was great. It was a feel. Now, what, but Elijah said something that I disagreed with that I really wanted to get my point across was the fact that, um, that there's not things out here that we can necessarily that we necessarily that you enjoy now i mean everything's entitled everybody's entitled to their own i never said it was nothing but but what what you said was that it was a like there's 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 a lack of it's not a lack no i said it was more of in the 90s that i could resonate with right but what i'm saying saying, but what i'm saying is i believe that it's actually more of an abundance but i believe that we are so focused on the avenues that it's presented to us now is just the fact that we got to actually dig for it a little more because it's not presented on the radio anymore. Before the radio used to give us everything that we loved. Now the radio doesn't give us the shit that we love. But when you go and check out the artists that we that are, it's not like the artists aren't around anymore. These artists are actually there's right. abundance of them. There's a there's way more of them now than it is that that we can assess because now. Art, more artists are accessible. Before, there were tons of artists that we couldn't assess because all we had was the radio. Now, we have YouTube. We have all these places that we can dig into that we like can indie, find these artists. Indie artists. All of these indie yeah. artists that, that give us that same feel, that create... How many artists have we brought to, to each other and been like, yo, yeah, but this shit is dope? actually the point that I was making. I said mainstream, you know? So okay, that's, that's, I didn't get that. that. Yeah, I said mainstream because like you said, it's a lot more digging now. And if you dig, like I said, the underground is still, like I said, the underground is still popping. But mainstream, and like I said too, Reef kind of agreed with that. Back then... They were making more money off of a lot of the rappers, so they were putting more out there. Now the mainstream is designated to a handful. Like if you go, like somebody had a, um, a, um, a point they made out, and I noticed they were kind of right. They said if you go to the Source magazine and Vibe, you can find all these rappers. They have like the greatest rappers out. But once you go to Rolling Stone and stuff where it's all genres of music, you'll find like two rappers or three or four or five rappers in there because they're not putting them out to that mainstream like that anymore. If you go out to... Like maybe a suburb in California, they might not know a lot of these rappers that you. They might not know who a big crit is like that. You know what I mean? They don't know who Kanye West is, because of course, if you were Jay Z, they know who you are. But a lot of the mainstream is, I think, is lacking. The underground is still going strong. Well, but that's just the way things that's are going now. Get get back on. Shout out to Ant. Ant's about to come back on. Uh, it's another point too. The reason the radio is the way it is, a lot of people don't know that these labels. Are signing single deals now. They're not right. just signing record deals. You can't trust like, the record anymore. Like Bobby Schmurder. Bobby Schmurder was sure. one. Everybody. I think he got a full deal eventually. Yeah. But at first he, he was a single. Um, I'm not even gonna talk about that because I know all about that situation. That kind of pisses like, me off. Like people, like I, I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna expose like whole. If anybody's listening, I ain't gonna say no names. But there are rappers that are signed right now that are only signed for singles. They don't even have album deals. They'll sign you for a single because you're hot at the moment. That's the problem right now. That's that the fans aren't like trusting albums no more. Like like you used to appreciate it. Like like Haas was talking about, and the fact that pe- 
Labels are literally signing songs. They're signing viral artists. Not because they're necessarily super lyrical or deserve the shot, but they struck gold with something they they might not have been 100% it's a quick fix huh? I mean, it's all about a quick fix that's I think want. that's entertainment all around now that's kind of like yeah. the age they were in you look at people who are getting signed in entertainment just off of 6 second vines off right. of 15 second Instagrams right. and, and honestly videos. with the decline in record sales it's hard to fully blame the record labels because they got to make their money. They yeah. got to stay in business. And they make more money So they the just now, instead of just going, I mean, they, not to say that record labels still don't do this, where they used to come to a city, scout shows, yeah. find artists. They still There's a whole that. development team for that. But now they have a whole team in their offices dedicated to sit on the internet, what's super popular and viral, yeah. even if it, they don't care if it's horrible. If it's getting 10 million hits on YouTube, they will sign you. Yeah, it's, they, I, you might get a shitty deal, but you will get appearance money, you'll get show money, money and you'll money get sing, a single deal. Which it's, is it's actually, our ringtones. It's like yeah. a detriment to the artist because you're doing, you're, you're getting signed and you're doing shows. But when people come to your shows, you don't know how to put on a show exactly. because you have one. You're signing inexperienced people. Like you, and, and then. And then the artists who have been out, who've been giving you great music for years constantly, not to say that they suffer, because it all depends on who you are and where you are in your career. But at the same time, you'll give all your attention to this hot song or hot single that's on the radio when somebody can give you like a, a full body of work that's actually good, but no one's buying music well, or they'll just stream it. That's like, real quick, a, quick, a real quick example that I, I noticed recently is... Um, like everybody's talking about Young Thug, Young Thug, his his whole yeah. controversy, and then his he just dropped that Barter Six thing, and but like, who just dropped? Like, no one talked about like Ludacris. Yeah, oh. exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna go to. Ludacris dropped an amazing, amazing album. Amazing. I encourage everybody to really listen to Ludacris' oh, new that album. Was phenomenal. Like, it was really like really good, and he his sales of course weren't that good, yeah. but it's but at the same time like. People's attention are elsewhere. I'm not saying people are wrong. I'm just saying the attention is elsewhere now. My thing with Ludacris, like a bunch of people think he's dope, but then some people he doesn't resonate with. I was having conversation with my coworkers about how Luda doesn't resonate with them. I was like, he's freaking phenomenal. And 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 you know, I'm not. That's a a geographic thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, everything doesn't resonate with everybody. But I'm, I'm just using that as an example. And like, like you brought up Crit before. Crit doesn't get the. He's puts out a quality project every time with Crit the project. Crit slept out. on heavily. Like, he's very slept on, but you know, he gets his show money. He does what he has to do. Yeah. But you but, know what? You know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Lodger the like Bay. But, but, <laughs> no, but, but what's important though? Well, we gotta understand though. At the end of the day, is that I agree with what Ed was saying, but at the same time, it's like what we kind of don't. What we're not thinking about is the fact that there are, like, the artists that we say are, like, not getting the shine that they need. Or, yeah, the masses at the time aren't talking about them. But nowadays, we have this, um, I forget what it's called. I believe it's called, like, Stadium Complex or something. Something where it's, like, where you can only focus on one thing. And it's, like... Everybody's focused on this one thing, and then once something else comes, it pushes everything else out or pushes that thing out. Before, 
Think about how many times you had you had different groups of artists that you could really like, but like, yo, cash money versus no limit. We can have that conversation. Yeah, you, we can have that you now. can have that conversation when you go, you know, bad boy versus death row. And you can and then you got all these other little subgroups and shit. You know what I mean? So the thing is, back then, there was so much, so many things to focus on. Nowadays, even though people are talking about Young Thug or whatever the case is, Young Thug will fuck around and come out and sell 20,000 copies and a, a more established Talib Kweli will come out and sell a, a quiet 60,000. But then he'll, he'll, he'll go off. But the thing is, he got fans for 10 years. I'd rather... Go down that road where I got fans that have been with me. Maybe I'm not getting get into the Oscars. Maybe I'm not getting to the Grammys. But you know what? I can go pack out Underground Arts with 600 fans that love the shit out of me for 10 years and follow everything I do versus going to the Wells Fargo for one year and then having to beg and try to find out what yeah. I have to do. To create another wave for myself. Like, I'd rather be Technon, who's been out Technon here for, is forever, amazing. And he sells, everywhere he goes, he sells out. Sells out. And then the high Nobody knows. On, yeah, nobody knows. And then have the number one record on a, in the radio, where I'm on for like a year. Technon is a multi-millionaire. Yeah, stays te- on the force. He's a multi-millionaire. And we're not talking about the Philly Technon. Shout own, out to Philly Technon. He has his own not. distribution. Distribution deal. Headquarters, company. All that the dude is amazing, and 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 what he's done for the indie circuit is inexplicable. Like yeah. it's the dude really works hard. And my thing is nowadays mainstream, in my opinion, and what I told this panel, I was on a panel at Temple, and what I told you know the people, the, the students, and everything at Temple, mainstream is cool, but right now it's about the quick buck. They're trying to find out. We're in a we're in a process right now. We're trying to find out how can we create revenue. Right now, the only way we can create revenue is there are no A and R's. There are no A and R's like back then. There are no. still A and R departments, but A and R departments don't do the work. They don't do the footwork like they used to. No, they don't. They're Before not they, they used to, to say all you had to do was fucking have raw talent, mm-hmm. and then they would come to you and say, "Oh shit, you are tough." We're going to take you and we're going to package you and then we're going to create these views for you. We're going to create these things for you. All you have to do is focus on your craft. Nowadays, they come to you and and I've literally turned down two record deals for the same reason because I didn't trust the shit. They come to you and they say, how much, how much, how many views do you have? How many, they want to see how much you've done by yourself. Right, well, and then know. and then what they do is they take that and they slap their name on it and they say, oh, if we slap our name on this, it's going to give you a bigger name than you already have. I'll, I'll pass. I don't need that. I, I'd rather get out here, <coughs> grind my ass off, talk to you face to face and say, yo, you know, I'm Ehas. I'm a hip hop artist out of West Philadelphia. This, that, and the third. I got a show at Underground Arts coming up. I hope you come out. Bam, here's a free CD. Check me out. And then you got that face-to-face. Nowadays, that's how it has to be done. That's how you build cold followings. And once you have a cold following, those are fans that will never leave you. They'll never leave you. And they always support you no matter what. And and you know what? And that actually is is more pleasing on our eyes nowadays. Mm. Back then, back like what Elijah was talking about when he said, yo, mainstream used to be, it was golden. Rappers were coming out selling 230,000 copies 
on their first debut week. And that was Juvenile went double four times platinum with um four hundred degrees. Four times he sold four <laughs> million yeah, copies. Doing doing numbers like that, the numbers that dominate the charts now, in a in a week comparison you is would, pitiful. You would get dropped. If you did that, you would sell 375,000 copies. That's considered like a flop. That's con- no, that's nowadays. That's nowadays considered. Considered. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Back then, you would be like, all right, you're, you're amazing. Exactly. Right. But that was the norm. People were dropping no less than 100,000 copies right. in a week. And that's on a slow, like an artist just released the like, project. For example, then last year, no albums went platinum except for Taylor Swift, which and, is horrible. And, and, if you were popular, you were at least guaranteed gold. Like, yeah. No matter what. If well, an artist. I mean, and in, in, in the say and to reiterate what Ann said is, you know, you were guaranteed gold dropping. You basically almost go gold in your first week. Mega artists, like mega selling artists, were were selling over a half a million copies in their first week. Eminem came out with Marshall Mathers. Eminem came out with Marshall Mathers LP and sold a million, over a million copies in the first week. Wayne. How do you sell a million copies in the first week? And and that and and that that brings me to, like I said, nowadays as a as an indie artist, you gotta fucking put the put your feet on the pavement. You gotta go out here and you gotta talk to people. And I talked to these kids at Temple and I was telling them the same thing. I told them, I'm a student of the game. And I told them on the panel, I said, I don't even know why I'm up here. I'm up, and they laughed at first. They were like, but because they said, Ehaz, what do you think? And I said, I don't even know why I'm up here. And people laughed. And I'm like, and I'm explaining to you why. And then they understood because I'm saying, I'm a student of the game. I'm trying to put my feet on the pavement. As, a, as an indie artist, you got to put your feet on the pavement and get out there because the indie circuit is where it is now. It's no longer about, it's no longer about, trying to get a record deal anymore because all the record labels are trying to do is see what you can do on the indie circuit and if i can do this on the indie circuit i'm gonna hire more people and i'm gonna try to move to a national circuit and do it myself why do i need you to do it if you're gonna take what i do and tell me don't dress like this don't be like this don't be like that don't be everything that you're doing for me um, you're trying to undo everything that I've done to get to where I'm at now. Yeah, they're trying to change you to their um, feeling mold. Um, and to be honest, I feel like in this city, um, this is heavy. Um, and, and this is coming from a hip-hop artist that actually is considered one of the premier performers, the premier artists in this city. Um this city, with certain movements going on in this city, I feel like they're trying to micromanage what you're trying to do. I actually, and I have no problem speaking vocally about this because I do have an issue with it. Um, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to shoot down, but but they'll know exactly who they are. They try to micromanage my shows i'm not signed to them they tried to tell me i had too many shows this in the month of april um you're not my fucking manager you're not um and then on top of that they were wrong they were they were actually spreading false information 
about shows that I had, but at the same time, the same group had artists on their label that had two times the shows that I had. But it was okay because it was their artists, because this is a guerrilla marketing cutthroat business. That's how shit goes. So at the end of the day, what you have to do as an artist is realize it's fucked up because before, like I said, comparing it to the old days, you used to just focus on your craft and you had other people to worry about shit like that. Nowadays, as an MC, I got to worry about my bars. I got to worry about how to book myself. I got to worry about how to market myself. I do all of that shit by myself. And it, it kind of, and, and speaking from a personal standpoint, it kind of pisses me off to be candid. This ain't getting edited out. This is what it is because I'll say it over again. I'll say it over and over again because I'm serious about my grind. And when you try to step in and you try to try to take that from me, this, this is the Glorious Bastards podcast. You feel me? This is my yeah. podcast. So if y'all listening and y'all get this far into the joint, hit me up. Fuck it. But, the, but it pertains because nowadays you got so many people <coughs> tapping into your grind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got so many people tapping into your grind, but yet they want you to do it by yourself, no, which they, is kind of asinine. No, it's kind of hypocritical. Without like riding with you or doing shit with you. So you know what I mean? You got people in your grind, kind of <laughs> like tapping into your shit, telling you what you can and can't do, but yet they want you to do it all by yourself and see how much you can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I take this shit serious. Um, this I is see. this is my fucking <laughs> this is my life. Shit. So um yeah, that's that's what it is. Like I just wanted to get that little rant off. Y'all can have it back. I mean I don't even know how to follow that shit up. Yeah. No, most time shit talent napkin. I'll be back. No, most time shit talent wise, but business wise very shady. See, I agree with you there. Talent Motown was very shady, but the Motown's like Ha said, Motown's A&R's, they did their jobs. They did their jobs. So you had that raw talent. You were standing on the corner, spitting with your boys, somebody beatboxing, or y'all was doo-wopping. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, yo, you got talent. So what we're going to do is take you, take this rawness. We're going <laughs> to we gonna, we gonna, uh, trim off the rough edges, make you into this amazing thing. We're going to mold you. You know what I'm saying? Build you. N- Teach you what you need to do, you know, refine your craft and then put you out to the market and sell. You know what I mean? I feel you, but my thing with Motown is sometimes they restricted the artists and they did. And then with some of their songs, the artists didn't write themselves, so they didn't have no like creative freedom, creativity. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I appreciate what Motown did for the game because it changed everything. Yes. And we so many talent came came out from there, but and certainly it's like not every not every label or move is going to be perfect it's yeah. going to have their faults I True. mean but the sad truth of it is you just have to adapt to the change exactly the music I mean you they say adapt or perish that is yeah, that's yeah. evolution you either adapt or Very perish Everything, everything's always in constant motion to move yeah. it somewhere so you got to like change for the times I agree I totally agree you with have that. to be flexible yeah only thing that doesn't change or could come back in style is freaking fashion. I made a, my observation to music. Fashion comes back. Yeah, I'm saying that's the only thing that comes back. Oh, you said it comes to music back. Music yeah. Now is people buy less into your talent and buy more into your brand. Yeah, it's all about brand. ADD. That's for sports too. Everything's everything's my brand, my brand, my brand. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on like what you need to focus on, like the talent, the exactly. quality, the product. 
Because there was if a time. Moved off a of talent alone, it would be way different. Yeah. It it would. There was a time, which is something personal for me, is that we had artists, singers, rappers, whatever, that when they did their thing and inspired other artists, you know, other hidden artists to come out and open and do the same thing. I mean, you know what I mean, when I see some some raw talent, like I was telling, Ao, shout out to Ao. Uh, I was telling A.O. the other day, uh, about a week or two ago, about how raw talent inspires me. Be it from a homeless dude I see singing on YouTube with his own song or something crazy like that, that makes me want to start singing again, you know what I mean? Or somebody spitting on a porch, making their own beat, that makes me, you know what I mean? That <laughs> makes me want to write raps or, you know, some yeah. bars or whatever. But raw but, talent gets inspired from something. Like, it has to be. It has to be. Everything is everything is fruit for somebody else's tree. Yes. Or like a spawn or something. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like the like you gotta you gotta I mean you gotta go out here and do what you gotta do. Do your do your music shit. You know what I mean? If you if you if you're not an if you're not an MC if you're a manager or if you're a marketer or whatever the case is, it's still a cutthroat business. It is what it is. Um, and us as a as a collective group, um, we're just going to start hitting people with um, good music and pile drivers. Hell yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's at the point now where I'm challenging motherfuckers to wrestling matches. Um, that's just what I do, and that's just what we're gonna do. I mean, I don't know. Like at the end of the day, like I said, you gotta do what you gotta do, um, and you gotta be relentless about your grind. Everybody not gonna like it, but you gotta step out and you gotta do what you gotta do. And I feel like it's real awesome that whoever's still listening, y'all are still listening after so goddamn long. Yeah, after yeah. about 40-something, 50-something minutes, y'all are still listening. And that's pretty damn cool. Um, you know, this is, like I said, if you're just joining or if you just like scroll towards the end and you don't know what the hell's going on, this is the Glorious Bastards Podcast. And, um, you know, this is our very first very first podcast. Episode one. It's yes, pretty this awesome. Pop the cherry episode. Um, then so. We got uh, Elijah hasn't even grabbed the mic back. We got Wayne on the mic. Elijah's over here just drinking minutes. just Blech. drinking liquor and just sitting there on his phone. On He's his not even phone. talking anymore. Probably looking up Ebony. He probably <laughs> hashtag Ebony. He's excited to go home so he can lock yeah. his door and just beat his dick relentlessly. You should probably <laughs> take the mic back. But we'll straight up said it. I was just going to we'll try to say, say no something clever. We'll say it for another episode. Okay. But that's yeah. what Oh, because no holds barred is a completely different. That's oh my a, god. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a white castle we'll, we'll, night. We'll, 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 we'll get on that. We'll get on that another time. But But yeah, I really seriously want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you continue to listen. And hope you got some enlightenment on um, this episode. And we will, and we will, um, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a very offensive, like I said, very offensive, enlightening, educating, and evoking emotion, entertaining podcast. That is what we are here to do. We're here to entertain. We're here to uplift. We're here to evoke emotion. And we're here to be influenced by alcohol. Um, <laughs> and, except, if you, and if you except got questions, you can get at us. Yeah, and we also have um, 
we also also have our um, email address. You can bother the bastards at glorious bastards show at gmail.com. That's glorious G L O R I O U S bastards plural show S H O W um, at gmail.com. Hit us up with some questions. Um, hit us up on our Instagram, the glorious bastards. Hit us up on Twitter, bastards podcast. Uh, we respond on everything and we take all kinds of questions and we take all challengers. <laughs> um, also, uh, like and subscribe to us on SoundCloud when we finally upload this. Rate and uh, leave comments. Rate and comment on iTunes. Yes, we will be on iTunes. So we want to climb up those charts so we can get sponsors. You know what sponsors we're talking about, too. I ain't gonna say Preferably. Uh, uh, they ain't not cutting check. Okay. They're not cutting check. Yeah, no. you're right. Because we definitely trying to take that money, and I'm trying to go to the strip club. <laughs> He's dead serious. He's serious. So I am serious. so serious. But I'm just trying to say that so we can build our equity. I am not trying to do that because I have I'm a wife to. to have sex with at some point. Justin Ooh. is a guy that I don't who, have any of this shit. He does about. have a wife that he got don't. with his job. Nigga. He met her when he... When he I, got I his job, DMs one day, you fucking it all up. Nah, cause girls like when guys have wives and I shit mean, like that. Spread. We all girls, met Emily. Like, I mean, who the fuck is Emily? Emily, your wife. Emily Spratt. Emily and Solomon. <laughs> Yo, I don't even know. Holy shit! But nah, but in all seriousness, though, we want to thank y'all very much. Live, you got something to say, Matt from Desperate Measures? Yeah, go check out Desperate Measures. Yeah, I have a sex know. scene. Really? really? No, I ain't got no sex. Okay. Um, if you want to hit us up personally, individually, like if you don't fuck with Haas because he just blackballed himself, if you don't fuck with Spratt because he doesn't have sex with his wife, if you don't fuck with like Elijah because he doesn't talk, or you don't fuck with me because I'm like annoying and I'm an asshole, you can hit us up on our individual. Oh, fuck me because of my pop, because he's weird. You can hit us up on uh, our individual Instagrams and Twitters. I am uh, at Reject Reef on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and um, just follow me on Twitter, E-H-O-S. Instagram is E underscore H-O-S. Yeah, and that's about it. Follow me on everything, JSprat1120. Again, JSprat1120 on everything. Instagram Elijah underscore tell underscore Davis, and I don't go on Twitter, so fuck my Twitter. Wow. His yeah, his Twitter is tell the four five T E L L D A four five. He will not respond to you. <laughs> He's not a friendly person. He's non approachable. I got and- Napoleon complex, and it's all because he has a Napoleon complex and he's a child. And what he's taller than me. So, you know, that, that goes to show how much Damn. of a horrible father he is. So or how short he is. Damn. Well, well, we'll yeah. talk about that. I'll be picking him up. He'll be picking me up. Follow me at Twitterless Wayne. Yeah, we got Twitterless Wayne. <laughs> Shout out to Ant-Man. It's his birthday. Follow him on Twitter at Ant-Man2K. Um, we also got Ramsu in here. I don't even know. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> that was the first thing he said ever. 
Um, all night. Until like two seconds ago. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just came right on. Then we got AO over here um, at AO723 on Twitter. Um, he's the producer of a lot of my cool shit that you guys can check out. But uh, no, this is the Glorious Bastards Podcast, and we are here to offend the shit out of you. But we're still going to educate and enlighten. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we will be back next week with more shit. So send us an email. Once again, GloriousBastardsShow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Bastards Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, The Glorious Bastards. That's T-H-E-G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S, Bastards. And that is it. Peace out. Until next time. You know, they, they're, they're bastards.